Thank you for joining us today for the 15th episode of the Whitaker Report podcast, a discussion with thought leaders about the future of economic development, site selection, and corporate real estate. My name is Dean Whitaker, President and CEO of Whitaker Associates, a data analytic company serving the needs of economic development and commercial real estate organizations. I will be your host as we endeavor to see what's next, to see around the corner. Today we'll be speaking with Jim Alexander, Senior Vice President of Business Attraction for the St. Louis STL, the Business Attraction Initiative of the Greater St. Louis Inc. Jim brings over 30 years working on both domestic and international economic development projects, site selection, and incentive negotiation. Jim is an active member of the International Asset Managers Council and the International Economic Development Council. Jim received his bachelor's degree in communications from Ohio University and his master's degree in business administration from Lake Erie College. He is also a graduate of the Economic Development Institute at the University of Oklahoma. Please join me as we welcome Jim Alexander to the Whitaker Report podcast. Thank you, Jim, for joining us today for the Whitaker Report podcast. I'm delighted to have this opportunity to chat with you a little more about what's going on in St. Louis and learn a little more about you. Um, one of the things I was curious about is, how did you ever get into economic development? What, how, what, how did you get into this field in the first place? Well, Dean, I can say it was purely accidental. I had been working um, as a business development person at Honeywell for about four or five years uh, back in the mid 80s. And one of my colleagues uh, left Honeywell to go to work for the Cleveland Electric Illuminating Company in Cleveland, Ohio. One day out of the blue, he called me and said, Jim, there's a job opening here. It's, it's in something called economic development. He said, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I think you'd be good at it. <laughs> I said, how so? He said, well, you remember, we were desk mates for a long time, and you're from Cleveland, and I'm from Akron, and we would always have these discussions and debates about which city was better. And he said, you were always so passionate about Cleveland, I think you'd be really good at economic development, because I think there's something to do with that here. Um, so I said, you know, it sounds interesting. I'm always uh, uh, wanting to learn new things, and uh, any kind of job interview that comes along always is interesting. So uh, he helped me contact a gentleman, George Vosmick, who had been at uh, the Cleveland Electric Illuminating Company leading economic development for some time. We, we literally had a, a two-and-a-half-hour discussion one evening. I wanted to meet with him after 5 o'clock because I didn't want to you know, do anything uh, with my current position at Honeywell. And after the, our talk, he looked at me and said, you know, I've, I've interviewed 70 people and you're the guy. Wow. So when can you start? <laughs> That's pretty, pretty good testimonial right there. <laughs> it was, it was How fun. long were you at Cleveland then? So I was uh, at Cleveland Electric Illuminating Company for 10 years. And I joined PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, for two years doing incentives and site selection. I worked at Cracks Air Semiconductor Materials for four years, so I was more on the corporate side. And I have been in St. Louis uh, with the Regional Chamber slash Greater STL since 2003. So I'm just about ready to uh, celebrate my 19th anniversary here in St. Louis. Congratulations. What a nice career you've had. Thank you. Good for you. 
Um, which kind of leads me to a, a question. Um, I've been very curious and interested in uh, what Greater St. Louis Inc. is, is up to. And also, uh, you and I have had this conversation before about the National Geo-Intelligence Agency campus. And I, that has to yes. be one of the most significant projects in the country that's underway. And also, um, it appears that it's going to have quite an impact on addressing some of the issues that, that the Greater St. Louis Inc. is, is, is tackling. Could you kind of describe a little more for us about this project, how it came about, and, and, and where you see it headed? I'd be happy to do that, Dean, because it is, it's really exciting. And in my 33 plus years in economic development, I've never really seen anything quite like it. So uh, the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency uh, is part of our federal government, and they are actually serving two big uh, functions within the United States federal government. One is the Department of Defense, so all of our military. On the other side of the coin, they serve our national intelligence community. So it's, as you can tell, very, very important. And uh, it is uh, something that our allies around the world depend on as well. So this is a big, important agency. Um, they will tell you they've been in St. Louis for about 70 years. But uh, unofficially, we, we like to say that they've been here for 200 years, going back to the Lewis and Clark expedition, which started right here in in St. Louis, Missouri, and a big part of that expedition was mapping, mapping the United States. Oh, yeah. and, and so that's what NGA is really all about. Um, they opened their office here in St. Louis during World War II to interpret photo reconnaissance uh, photographs uh, from, from the Pacific Theater and the, and the Atlantic Theater. And they would look at that imagery, interpret it, and then feed that intelligence back to the warfighters. And that's, a, that's essentially what they still do today. That's a, a very, very big uh, part of their mission. And there was also a campus in Washington, D.C. area, correct? So this yes. Is so so the, um, the, the NGA uh, has two campuses, Springfield, Virginia, right outside the gates of Fort Belvoir. And then, they're, again, they're here in St. Louis. They're actually on the old St. Louis arsenal site which goes back to the 1820s um, and you, you might guess that it's not the ideal site for the 21st century workplace and so you asked how this project got started that's really where it got started when the, the NGA said we, we need to find a new campus we've got to be able to have a, a secure uh, and, and technologically advanced uh, facility and we also need to be able to attract the talent of the future. That's critically important. And so they looked only in the St. Louis region. That was their commitment from the beginning. So we knew we weren't going to be competing with any other parts of the country, but it set up some interesting dynamics between uh, Missouri and Illinois, since the St. Louis region includes parts of those states that you know very, very well. And um, we worked through this, actually got getting started in, in 2010. Uh, 2016, uh, the NGA made their announcement that they were going to select St. Louis. And not just any part of St. Louis, but what 
we call North City. Uh, North City is an area that is seeing nothing but disinvestment for 50 years. And so a lot of people were taken by surprise when the NGE said, we're going to go there. Uh, it, was a, it was a residential neighborhood, although there were a few homes that were occupied. There were many homes that were abandoned. There were empty lots. And it's a 99-acre plot of land that the city of St. Louis, to help win this deal for the city, to keep the NGA and their 3,700 jobs here, decided that they would assemble the property, they would tear out all the old infrastructure and think about 99 acres of residential wow. blocks, how many streets and water pipes and et cetera that are there. They cleaned it uh, up to you know, the highest standard um, in fact, there were about $47 million in remediation tax credits. Uh, and then we're, we're able to deliver 99 clean acres at no cost um, to, to the federal government. Um, State of Missouri also stepped up with about $130 million in incentives. So there was a, a huge commitment on the part of state and local government here in St. Louis. But again, 3,700 jobs and a 70 plus year heritage uh, in the city of St. Louis made this imperative um, that we win it and keep it here. Very interesting. Um, the great, um, Greater St. Louis, Inc. has kind of launched a inclusion, diversity, um, and equity initiative uh, as part of its new structure. How does this play a role in that? What, what, what are some of the features of this NGA project that plays a role in, in helping the organization achieve its goals. Well, again, that's very, very exciting. And, you know, the, the foundation for the creation of Greater St. Louis Inc. a little over a year ago really was based on inclusive economic development. That is, uh, that is top line in terms of our organization's mission. And the reason one of the big reasons why NGA chose that, that North City site, this area that had been disinvested in, is they, from the very beginning, wanted to make a difference. Uh, their former director, Robert Cardillo, has said on many occasions, he said, if we just build our $2 billion campus and move our 3,700 jobs there, and we don't positively impact the neighborhoods around us, then we have wow. failed. So again, that was from the very beginning. And you look at what the NGA, uh, Greater St. Louis, and some of our partners have been doing, uh, it's almost uh, too much to list. But for example, uh, the NGA has teamed with Harris Stowe State University. This is a historically black college uh, and university here in St. Louis. And they are, this is not new, this has been going on for several years now, the NGA and Harris Stowe have been working on training teachers, the next generation of teachers in STEM disciplines so that we can make sure that we have a, a, a diverse and full and talented pipeline of people that can work at the NGA going forward. Uh, NGA uh, just in October uh, made an agreement with University of Missouri St. Louis. Again, they're the largest 
university, a public university here in St. Louis, 90% of their graduates stay in St. Oh. Louis and thereby NGA wants, and they're a very diverse uh, population there at, at UMSL as we call it. And that was another reason why NGA wanted, wanted to get involved. Uh, you know, we've also seen a lot of our workforce development groups um, that have uh, gotten engaged. So uh, there's a wonderful organization here called Rung for Women. And this is a not-for-profit that got started about five years ago, and they want to work with women of color here in the St. Louis region. They provide a very holistic approach to training. It's not just workforce training. It's professional development, personal development. It's also healthcare, nutrition, fitness, financial education. Uh, they provide childcare and meals. So you can see it's a very holistic approach to workforce development. And um, just this month, Rung received a $250,000 federal grant to partner with NGA and with Maryville University for a 12-week certificate program that can be uh, implemented there at Rung. And women will be able to gain this geospatial, geoanalyst training, and they'll be able to get an entry-level job to examine satellite imagery and other types of GIS data. And, and if I can just mention one more thing, uh, Dean, on this point, uh, Greater St. Louis, the city of St. Louis, and uh, the B Board of Aldermen of the city uh, are involved in something called Project Connect. And again, this was started almost the day that the city was awarded uh, this, this uh, deal back in 2016. So Project Connect looks at the six neighborhoods that surround this 99-acre NGA site. And for the past several years, and I think even more intensely going forward, um, there are going to be discussions and town hall meetings and interactions uh, and discussions and conversations about NGA, its place in the community, and the engagement of those neighborhoods. So again, this, this is not only about jobs and creating uh, a more inclusive workforce at NGA, it's about fully engaging those neighborhoods that are around the site on many, many different levels. Again, going back to the former director of NGA, if we don't get those kinds of things accomplished successfully, then this project uh, really fails. You, uh, your region hosted a geospatial conference recently. What did you learn from that conference and hosting it? It was, it was absolutely a, a amazing, Dean. You know, here we are, it was uh, the beginning of October and uh, we weren't quite sure what was happening uh, with COVID and other issues, but uh, we had 3,300 people attend the GeoInt Symposium here in St. Louis in October from 27 different countries. So I think that was the first thing we learned that there is tremendous interest in what's happening in this field of geospatial intelligence and geospatial technology. And like the NGA, this conference really only focused on national security and defense. So it was people that are primarily looking at those types of issues. But one thing that surprised me was the level of innovation that's happening in this industry. 
So while the NGA is kind of at the center of the GeoInt Symposium, the, the universe around them are companies large and small from around the world that want to do business with the NGA. So you had companies that built satellites and companies that, uh, that are sending up satellites by the dozens <laughs> and satellites that have incredible technology that are capturing images that are almost hard to believe. Uh, and, and then that imagery can be used by those companies or other companies who only focus on the imagery interpretation and the software that goes around that. Um, so again, the level of, of innovation that's happening um, with GeoInt and, and geotechnology related functions is absolutely amazing. Uh, the other thing that was very surprising is there is a true sincere commitment to diversify the talent pipeline within this industry. Uh, so many of the discussions during this three-day conference, including one that we put together that was uh, facilitated by Jason Hall, our, our CEO at Greater St. Louis Inc., um, were focused on how do we build a more diverse and inclusive talent pipeline for this industry? And uh, it's uh, really uh, one example of that that we talked about at the conference is General Dynamics. Everybody knows them. That's a big company. Uh, General Dynamics IT is a huge player in, in the geospatial technology industry, and they've made a huge commitment here to St. Louis. Um, they have teamed up with a, a not-for-profit called the Little Bit Foundation, and Little Bit works in um, you know, uh, in, 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 in areas where, um, you know, folks have not had the kind of interest and investment uh, that, that other areas have had. And so they are doing things like reaching into middle schools and helping kids learn how to code. And they have something called STEM lingo that, uh, that General Dynamics paid for. And it's a little kit they can give to literally hundreds of middle school students in the region. And at a self pace, uh, these, these, these kids are learning how to code and they're gaining interest and experience in different STEM fields. Uh, those kids will probably go on to be interns for General Dynamics when they're in high school and beyond. And so again, the focus on that was uh, uh, very apparent at, at GeoInt Symposium. And one last thing I met with one of the largest uh, private held GeoInt companies uh, in the world. And they said, we do business around the world. We're headquartered here in the US, but based on what we're seeing in St. Louis, we believe that we are best positioned here to find the diverse workforce that we need because of what's happening on all different levels public universities, private universities, down to K, there are K through 12 programs too in geospatial uh, going on here in St. Louis. They said, you are going to be our future. Wow. That's incredible. Good for you and good for St. Louis. I mean, I had a chance to work down in that area for a bit and uh, you're making an amazing turnaround uh, in a place that uh, suffered for a while. You, you described it as disinvestment. You know, and I, and I think yes. what an amazing success story that you have to tell now. Uh, and just one last point: isn't it, it beyond the 99 acres that for the NGA? Isn't there a much larger? So you got what 
how big is the tract of land that you're setting aside for the support companies for the NGA? So there are um, uh, some very large pieces of land that, that have been assembled around the site. It's, it's upwards of 275 to 300 acres. So space so, to grow. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one, one, uh, one former NGA executive told me not long ago, he said, have, have you ever seen Pentagon mm -hmm. City? I said, well, yes, I have. He said, that's the potential. Wow for what you can do here in St. Louis around the NGA site. Again, because there is that vacant property. And, and, and frankly, uh, a piece of that property is the former pruitt Igo public housing site. It's about 70 acres. People who have learned uh, how to not do public housing uh, in different architecture and community planning courses around the world, uh, the pruitt Igo failure is, is how they teach that. And so we're, we're very excited that this site, which has such a terrible history, really is across the front gate of NGA. So the, the development that can occur on that site today is just uh, infinite. What an incredible story that you've shared with us, Jim. And I really appreciate you taking the time today to fill us in a, a little bit on what's happening in St. Louis. Uh, congratulations for, for the hard work that's gone into that by, by your, your organization, your team, and, and the economic developments throughout the St. Louis region. Good for you. And, and again, thank you for joining us today. And um, I look forward to talking with you in the future. Thank you, Dean. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Whitaker Report podcast, Seeing Around Corners. And a special thanks to Jim Alexander for helping us better understand the rapid changes taking place in economic development.